Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye. Like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. I'm Chris Horwadell, joined as always by Greg Crone. Gregory, how do you find yourself on this Tuesday night? Uh, less less wound licking than uh, mm. has been done over the past few weeks. Uh, much more... Uh, much more just kind of looking towards the future and then everything else that we have in terms of, of sports. That's, that's really where I'm at. We haven't actually, we haven't actually talked about this. This is, this is interesting. Uh, probably a week ago you texted me and you asked me if I was watching the 76ers game. And I said, I am not, I have to watch it later. And you said you had thoughts I'm interested in hearing what those thoughts were. Oh, buddy, those thoughts mm. have got, have come and gone. Uh, there was that was a weird, weird positive instinct watching ah. w- watching the the comeback against the Memphis Grizzlies. But, buddy, so I missed a, I missed a brief window of Greg positivity. Uh, boy, did you? There, <laughs> there is. I mean, the display from this team. Yeah. is just disgusting. Yeah, they are the worst to watch. They're not fun. They can't beat Fair. good teams. They can't beat bad teams. It's they beat Memphis. Memphis is a good team, but I know what bad you're saying. Bad team. Lost eight of their last ten before going into that game. Not really that good of a team. Um, sure. One of the top teams in the West, but okay. Eh, sure. The West. Can everybody really be good when seed five through 13 are separated by three games? I don't think so, but regardless, regardless, they stink, dude. The Sixers are un ungodly, awful to watch, boring. They have zero heart or will to win. I mean, they the the Celtics game is just a flat out disgrace. Uh, the the game last night, Embiid's got to take the game tying shot there under the basket with Jimmy Butler on him. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? And then if you're James Harden, you also have to hit a wide open three pointer. Like you have sure. to do that. Yeah. I don't uh I don't disagree with any of the things you're saying. I and I I very strongly agree with they're boring and they're not particularly fun to watch. I I really don't remember a year when I enjoyed watching the Sixers less than I do this year. Because it is very like all right, we're going to walk the ball up the court. James Harden's going to dribble for the first. And look, James Harden's playing great, but whatever. James Harden's going to dribble for the first 14 seconds of the shot clock. And we're going to ISO three different players. There will be no move ball, you know, off ball movement. There will be no cutting. We're not going to pass the basketball. It, oh my God. Yeah, it's, it is not a aesthetically pleasing brand of basketball they play. I will say, however, the the what prompted me to text you about the positivity yep. was the three pointer from James Harden in that Memphis game, late in the game, late in a shot, shot clock. 
it was a huge shot. And I was like, wow, this team's actually showing me something. This is something that, that we can, we can get behind and it's exciting. And then they proceeded to throw all that away very quickly with their next two performances. It reminded me of a big shot hit by Marco Bellinelli for the 76ers so many years ago, falling out, uh, falling out on the corner, drilled the three, Marco Bellinelli, James Harden, basically the same person. Um, At least we didn't fire the confetti. <laughs> so Super Bowl is over. We've got some sports going on. I've got the open in front of me. We're going to take a look at a bunch of lines, stuff like that. Baseball has uh, has returned in spring training form. That's cool. Oh, oh God. I don't, don't even get me started. Okay, apparently it's not cool. I I realized that – I think I said I, – I talked to the Matt about this last week on Underdog that I put – with him, I put the over-under on the number of shows that I was going – the number of Phillies games that I would watch this season at 10 or below – and it occurred to me, uh, now that I have YouTube TV and I have the Philadelphia area, well, I'm one of my friends who I won't mention is going to have to sign into my account once every 30 days. Uh, I can actually watch the Phillies. Yeah, on a daily basis. That friend's a really good guy. Shout out to that guy, whoever that is. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but no, for real, it is... Uh, yeah, you'll actually you'll you'll be able to actively watch them. Actually, I'm gonna have to whisper this, but I think my credit card was accidentally hit with the uh, MLB package today. Uh, not gonna not gonna double check it, but I'm oh pretty boy. sure that's what that charge was. Oh boy. Well, that's... I I mean, how will I be able to watch any games? They're all gonna be over in 20 minutes uh, with the new pitch clock thing, which is which is really cool, really fun. Wait, are are you arguing that games should be longer? Games should be the length that they should be, not some arbitrary 15 seconds between pitches that we're just making up out of the blue. It's it's very strange to me that this is something that we think is going to improve uh, fan engagement in a game. I see. You are... A purist in this instance i honestly do think from the few people that i've talked to although some were can some were confused actually the baseball stuff came up today uh at dinner but i do think that the average fan is going to be more willing to tune into a shorter game because one of the one of the issues is always like i don't know if i want to watch this for three hours and 45 minutes so I don't know the the purest. I get the purest position. Um, they made changes at the the runner starting on second base was the, the thing that randomly came up at, at dinner tonight, as people were very confused by it. And honestly, I'm not sure how it came up. I was engaged in another conversation when this was asked to me. But yeah, no, people want a shorter game. They want a quicker game. They want they want offense. They don't want they don't want. Zero zero pitching duels going into the ninth inning, and they the, want it to be they want it to be forty five minutes long. The pitch clock the pitch clock's not going to stop pitching pitcher duels. It's not going to stop zero zero games. No, anything, no, no, no. But other rules are in place to increase offense, and you know that. Well, that's definitely true for sure, and and that's fine. The issue with increasing offense is higher scoring, longer games. Like that's yeah. you have to trade one for the other, and just throwing some arbitrary pitch clock on there. I, I know this is old guy yells at cloud. I know yep. this. I, I a hundred percent 
understand that every part of what I'm going to say over the course of most likely the next 45 to 55 minutes, uh, not just about baseball, but probably about everything in life in general, is going to be old man yells a cloud. That's how this works. The pitch clock thing to me, from a television viewing standpoint, for the casual fan is probably awesome. It's probably exciting. It's probably one of those things that like, oh, we're just going pitch, 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 pitch. That's cool. Can I, sorry, before you continue, can I ask a question? Because I haven't watched any spring training baseball yet. Is the pitch count visible on television? Do you know what the count is? I haven't had a chance to actually tune in to any of the games just yet. Um, This is simply, my, my experience is simply just, from a from an idea perspective, but yes, uh, to to be fair, I believe it is visible on screen. I'm I'm googling it. The pitch does this is okay. Cause see, that's interesting to me. I can see where it could be a little bit confusing. Uh, so apparently, some do, some don't. Uh, broadcasts are working to incorporate the pitch clock into the graphics. Yeah, I'm sure they'll have it all hammered out by opening day. I don't know. Baseball's not a a sport that adjusts quickly. Right. I I completely agree with that. Let me ask you, do you think that it's a coincidence that the pitch clock was put into play in a year where there are also changes to the shift? Because, I mean, you're getting a fat... You are right. More scoring leads to a longer game. The pitch count can counteract that well i think I that keep saying, i see keep saying pitch count and i apologize i'm talking about pitch clock yeah i think there's that i think that the the larger base is giving players a better opportunity to potentially be safe on bang bang plays sure. like that can add to offense like th- there's a lot of things going the opposite way of shortening games when it comes to when it comes to you know the game overall that's being done the shift obviously like we talked like you just said um, but to me, like, I don't, I, I just think that you're, you're doing something for people who already don't give a shit about baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, true. To, I, but to, that's a growing number of people every year. Yeah. But you're also alienating the few people that are still hanging on, mm-hmm. uh, from the people who have sat and watched games, like walking away for two seconds to run to the bathroom, to get a glass of water, to do anything. And if a pitcher's in a groove, you may have missed a entire half inning because of this. Uh, in the stadium, I can't imagine the experience in a packed stadium where there's lines for every concession stand, every beer vendor, everything. Uh, shout out, Matt, every 50-50 person that's handing out uh, 50-50 tickets. Like, if you're in lines for those and you missed two and a half innings because it took <laughs> – 35 minutes to get from one end of the line at federal donuts to the next like that that's a problem that's that's terrible in-game in-venue experience like i don't i i I know most some people don't go to games actually watch games it's more of a hey i went to the phillies game let me put my picture up on instagram kind of thing but like that seems counterintuitive to wanting to build the actual love of baseball back to this thing and i saw somebody look well you don't understand back in uh when baseball was america's pastime most games were two and a half hours and it's like cool they were two and a half hours there's better ways to fix it than forcing guys 
who throw 100 miles an hour to now do that every 15 seconds as opposed to 27 seconds or 28 seconds or 45 seconds. Like sure. 45 seconds is too long, but I know what you're I, I don't disagree. 45 seconds is too long, but my point is is that you're now trying to speed up guys who uh, that my that's my actual like one of my bigger issues not just the the aesthetics to baseball like i i can't imagine this doesn't lead to injuries for for pitchers like i just can't it doesn't it to me it feels like you're asking guys to to do something over and over again much faster more stress on an arm more stress on the body in general in a much more rapid period like i don't know but hey I was told that they they tested this in over eight thousand games, minor league games that no one, to be fair, go to. Um, rude. It doesn't seem. Well, that's not. It, it's. I'm not trying to be rude or mean. It's. It, it's just facts. Minor league games are far less viewed on television. Far less viewed if they're even on television. To be fair, they're far not. less viewed in person. Like there's just that's it, it's flawed. It, like I understand trying to get a sample size, but it just feels flawed to me to do that. I take umbrage to the despicable way you're characterizing minor league baseball. You know, I have an aggressive bid in for a <laughs> a minor league female softball team. That is uh, true. I, I that is true. Working hard. We're gonna bring the great softball back to Philadelphia. Make make Philadelphia softball great again. <laughs> and uh, it, I don't. I assume it was at one point. Ah, uh, I don't know, man. It's. It none of it bothers me. Like, it, but you also don't watch baseball and wouldn't anyway. But I okay, and for the listeners, I want to characterize my my opinion on baseball because I think people are like, "Oh, Chris doesn't like baseball. Who cares what his opinion is?" First of all, that's hurtful. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> and that tone was completely unnecessary. Uh, yeah, like I am. I have always said that the least interesting thing about baseball to me, and it's a sport that I find utterly fascinating, is watching baseball. <laughs> Th- that is always how I felt. I think the multiple avenues of roster construction with the Rule 4 and Rule 5 draft and international free agency and above 25 international free agency and the ways that you can add to your team, the ways that you can you can build a farm system – the, the weird competitive advantages that teams are just now figuring out in terms of having higher quality farm system and uh, farm systems in regards to like the like housing players, for instance, and making sure that they have meal plans and stuff like that to aid physical development. All of that stuff, I think, is incredibly fascinating. I just don't always want to sit down and watch somebody throw a ball for three hours. Yeah, no, I get that, and I don't mean you don't like baseball. That's not the what. That's not what I'm necessarily. No, I, I know that's not where you were saying, but I just wanted to for the listeners to categorize my. Uh, uh, dude, my, I've heard you in depthly talk about uh, minor league prospects with Anshu on the un, the the old edition of the Underdog over and over again. You you know baseball inside and out. Like it's not that's a, that's a stretch, but you're being kind. But you're being kind, and I'll take it. No, no, but I'm serious. Like you, you like sure. Maybe I'm going overboard a tiny bit, but like you clearly pay attention to the sport. You just may not watch all nine innings for 162. No, I would rather read about what happened and <laughs> and figure it out after the fact. Like yes, I. We did have some very in-depth conversations, both about minor league baseball and the minor league base and the uh, major league baseball draft 
which is not something that the average fan is a big, a big, uh, big fan of. I didn't want to say <laughs> fan twice, but and like, yeah, no, I, I, I had some thoughts, but less so in, in the past couple of years. But I, I try, I, I try to know what I'm talking about in instances where I open my mouth. It is just as I, as I frequently tell Alexa, it's. This is we're doing bulk business here. Not everything's going to be a gem. I completely understand. <laughs> it is. This is. This is. Yeah. This is. This is just content. I do have. Speaking of the pitch clock at Bavada, I have a prop for the number of pitch clock violations on the season. How many pitch clock violations will there be during the 2023 Major League Baseball regular season? The over. At 1,999.5 minus 115, the under is obviously minus 1,999.5. That is, again, minus 15. So basically, do we think there will, we will crack the 2,000 mark in pitch clock violations this season? I think it's going to be way over because I think, these, I think there's going to be a very hard adjustment period at the beginning of the season. Like, I think that there's just no way there, – there's no way for there not to be, I guess, is the best way to put it. Like, I think oh. – I Yeah. I think you're going to see multiple a game, uh, you know, for a, a long time. How many games – you know, every team plays 162. That was my question. I'm trying to figure out how exactly how many game – Major League Baseball games are in a season. Well, think about, think about it. Every team plays 162. There's how many teams in Major League Baseball? 32? 30? Okay, and we, so we divide that by 16. Yeah, yeah you got you to gotta take, it, take it down, but uh, – Is my math right there because we could check that? I feel like – because everybody – somebody's got to be playing somebody in every game. So Correct. we don't want to double count. So I feel like you that would be one sixty two divided by or times sixteen, but also are there thirty or thirty two teams in Major League Baseball? That's a good question. I I think there's thirty two. I did too. How many? How many? Yes, I'm. <laughs> I like that this is the. I'm asking the most basic question after you were complimenting my knowledge of baseball. <laughs> Yeah, but how many teams in the league are tough? I mean, there's three divisions. It's most have, yeah, okay, but three, yeah, five in each division, six divisions total. I guess that makes sense. All right, so if we do that math, that number suggests that there are two thousand four hundred and thirty games in the MLB regular season, and it, that does feel like that over one nine 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 point five prop at Bavada for minus one fifteen. It's got some merit. Seems like an easy win. I don't know. <laughs> it's got some merit. Here, you'll enjoy this one because of what we were just talking about. What will the average time of a game be during the 2023 season? Over two hours and 39 minutes minus 115. Under minus 230. Uh, minus, Jesus Christ. Under 239 minus 115 at Pavana. I think it'll be under 239. I think under. I think it'll go under smoothly because they want it to go under. Yeah. I I wonder what the wonder what that number was last year. What was he? This is this is gonna turn into this is an episode of underdog. It's literally just turning into Google and stuff. <laughs> what was the average time? We need need a producer here. We gotta figure that out. 
one of the one of the better delight guys has to show up and produce this show. That's fine. Uh, um, is it? Um, no. <laughs> uh, an MLB game in what was last year, twenty twenty two. The three hours and three minutes. So this, this is dropping. This is dropping twenty four minutes off a game. I feel like that's not enough. I feel like it's not enough to be worth it to do this. I mean, you're, that is one sixth of the game. I, Basically, it's not really. It's more like an eighth of the game, but still substantial. Yeah. Mm. I don't. I don't know. I, anytime, anytime you're like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna shorten games by twelve and a half percent," like, "Oh, that's." That's a real number you're talking about. It certainly is. I, I, and it's going to make you miserable. Yeah, I'm going to be mad about it. Uh, I'm going to be mad about it. Going to make you absolutely miserable. Look, the good news is you can get the Phillies game over in time to watch the Sixers lose at the buzzer. How dare you? How dare you? It'll be wonderful. And now I like that everybody's like, oh, it's okay. The Sixers are going to sign Nerlens Noel when he gets his contract bought out. Like, everything is safe. <laughs> I mean, just the worst of the worst. Uh, everything is safe. But, uh, I don't want to go back. Can I say now. something? Because this has yeah. been taking up a lot of my thought, mind, uh, the thoughts in my mind for the last sure. five minutes. Your brain, your, your brain power. We were talking about minor league baseball for a second there, so then I, I always enjoy looking at the minor league baseball team names and logos. Sure. The Canapolis Cannonballers might have the most fire logo of all time. The, their mascot slash logo is it's unbelievable. This this is for sure a much more better's delight where we dive into things like the Manitoba Moose. Uh-huh. But I mean, I'm infatuated with this. I'm going to be ordering a hat once we finish here. I just have to decide which one. That will confuse people. Is cannonballers one word or two? Uh, it looks like it's two. Okay. Just jotting the notes down here, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I don't know where Canapolis is. It's in Annapolis is Maryland. Canapolis yeah, with a K feels it, like... Well, Greg... It's North Carolina. I guess that makes sense because a lot of the White Sox affiliates seem to be in Car- in the Carolinas, so that that makes sense. North Carolina, also the home of YouTube sensation Mr. Beast. Shout out Mr. Beast. I don't I don't know. I'm a big Mr. Beast fan. I don't know who that really is. I kind like I have a general idea of who Mr. Beast is, um, but I'm not a hundred percent on what he actually does, other than does like gives away big money. Yeah, that's what that's what it's become. He's he's my thing about him. Like I'm not really like a I watch like YouTube channels for like those type of YouTube channels. Like I've never I've never watched like PewDiePie or people like or Ninja. Although Ninja went to I don't know if he's back on YouTube after that other platform uh, dissolved Facebook dissolved. gaming or whatever. I thought it was like. I think it was something else, but it I may have went also somewhere been else as well. Nick Gaming, who the hell knows? Um, I don't really watch like the the people driven YouTube channels. I watch more like content stuff. But uh, I don't know. It somehow it like, came to my attention. The last video was like 
Uh, I cured a thousand people's blindness and whatever. I was like, oh, I'll watch that. And then I've, I just started watching the channel. I'm literally having on the, uh, I literally have the, the playlist on and just watch it and watch it. But it is interesting because it, it, it seems that, that this gentleman who does seem like a decent human being, uh, it, the, the, the rise has been very quick because like you said, right now that it seems like unlimited money for the videos that they're making the crazy unlimited money, like re remaking squid games, giving away, you know, a hundred thousand, 500,000, a million dollars, whatever. When you go back in the videos, it is different. Well, it's like, Oh yeah, we're giving away $5,000 this week. I watched him give a guy $500,000 for living in a house by himself for 90 days inside of a circle. I watched that one too. Yeah. That, I don't know. I don't understand. Well, like I get, I like, I know why I watched it. Cause it showed up and I was like, let me just see what this is all about. Yeah. I was halfway through the video before I realized it was a Mr. Beast video. I had yeah, no I, idea. I wasn't, I wasn't familiar with all that familiar with him. Like I, I only knew I had heard, I had heard of him, but I, I wasn't super familiar. And I certainly couldn't tell you of like, Oh, what does he do on his channels? Is that, is that one of them that one of them internet video shows where they do them pranks? It's like I don't, I don't fucking know. Man. <laughs> how many? How many? How long do you think it would take for me to get onto a Mr. Beast video? Like, be one of the contestants? Well, statistically speaking, last time I looked, he, he they are very good of late in terms of bringing subscribers in, though it does also seem like they have a fairly consistent group of regular people who they bring in. I believe last time I looked, there were 135 million subscribers on the Mr. Beast channel. Um, by the way, I, I love that somebody with 135 million subscribers is getting free advertising <laughs> from us right now. because God knows they need that. He does. But, I get uh, it. All right. So... 135 million figure there are i'll even be generous and say three subscribers uh in in a regular video because that number is going to be brought down because there's some and some there just aren't uh so it, if you were to subscribe right now it's likely that within the next 45 million videos that he made that you would be involved. <laughs> I feel like I could get under that. I'm going to, I think it seems like he does like one a month, sometimes two. I'll assume two that cuts it to 22.5 million years or months. Sorry. So if we divide that by 12, then we have the real number and that's only a 1.875 million years. Hmm. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. I don't know if I could last that long. Life-changing. I Look, I think you can do it. <laughs> well, I appreciate your confidence. <laughs> Life-changing money. It is a lot of money. I just I, I just don't want to give stuff away. I just want to like give people shit. Uh, that's interesting to me. And it's 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 nice that literally the whole channel has been built upon like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna give people crazy amounts of money in these these wacky situations. I feel like I should be on the PR team because I'm really crushing describing Mr. Beast to the casual. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean not even listen, close. You're, get, you're getting it out in front. I like that. 
Yeah, that's true. I guess no, uh, no publicity is bad publicity. Yeah. But I apologize, and I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to join the team, as it were. Um, what's real name Jimmy Donaldson? So mm, I don't know if I like that. I'm glad, I'm glad he went with Mr. Beast. The older videos are weird, though. I was I was like, how did like how did this start? How did this happen? And I was reading a little bit one time, and like he was just a really like he's a, like a super fan of PewDiePie. And, and right, somehow well, that's it's good. It's, and somehow that's how it began. Like he's like a PewDiePie super fan. Talks about PewDiePie in a lot of his videos from when you get back a couple of years. And uh, apparently it worked out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds like it. It works out. Yeah, anytime like people are just throwing money at you to to make videos, and then you you mention. League of Legends or whatever the, the stupid online gaming game uh, is. I'll tell you who you mentioned, Greg. You mentioned Mint Mobile because that's a that's a damn good company. I, um, I mean, could you, could you imagine Mint Mobile owned by Ryan Reynolds slash like, also owns Wrexham? I don't even – I didn't know he owned Wrexham. I, I don't even know if I could get a, a Mint Mobile account. I was uh, I was looking at some of the prices at like three o'clock in the morning when I couldn't sleep the other night because I was out of other things that weren't going to drive me crazy uh, and prices are really good. I just I do I I do wonder what the service is like. It's weird. You were how do you feel about these like these pop up shop cellular companies as someone who sold phones for a living? I mean, I get the idea of no overhead. Like I understand that entirely where we're, Hey, we're just, everything's done online, but here's where the issue runs into is when your phone, like I don't not having a place to go. If my phone starts doing something weird, like for me, I know because I worked there for so long, I know like what the process is. Like if I know something's going on with my phone that I know is under warranty. Okay. Yeah. I do this, 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 um, like whatever. Sorry. Um, if you're going like if you don't have that option to go to the store, that feels that 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 I, that's where I would struggle. Um, but I understand why. Like I understand not having to pay rent in hundreds and hundreds of locations all across the country. Like I get that completely. Sometimes I think about like all the different stores for Verizon, like just in the general areas that I worked and yeah. there has to be so many retail stores and locations that it is on like for sure crazy for sure. I can, I, I have never in my life taken a phone back to where I purchased it for, for help. Never in my life. You, so you're, like, you're, you're one of the few. I like it. There's only so many things that can be wrong. Like just do do four minutes of troubleshooting and you can probably fix it. I I I I you'd think. You would uh, but think, you know dif- you know firsthand differently. People people come in for would or would come in. I don't thank God I don't work there anymore. Yeah. Um but people one day, come in, fingers crossed. If only. <laughs> people would come in for the absolute dumbest things in the world and you would fix them in 30 seconds and you'd be like have all right have fun be on your way like 
it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Mm. Like I don't I'll never understand it. I'll never give, understand. Give me a story. What was the dumbest thing that anyone ever came into a store for? I mean, people would come in all the time, and be like, "Oh, my phone stopped making noise," and like the yeah. iPhone has the little like click thing on the left hand side. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, they silent. They had it on silence. Yep. Yeah, there was those. <laughs> um, you'd have people who would uh, be like, oh, my phone doesn't turn on anymore." It's like, what well, soft reset? It takes thirty seconds. Here you are on your way. Like I know that's not a normal thing to know, but yeah. more than likely you were around someone like who had another phone that was working or a computer where you could fig- you could you could Google like, hey, my iPhone won't turn on. What can I try? Right. And not come to my house or come to my house, come to my store to, to You heard it. This. You heard it here first. If anyone has a problem with their phone, they can just go directly to Greg's house. Please come right to my home. What uh, is what is the service charge? I mean, zero. It's just zero dollars. See, I, I I I set you up here. You just, you could have just picked some incredibly high number to dissuade people from showing up at your home. But no, you you were oh, like it's free. I was talking about back in the day. Down. If you come if you're coming down. to my if we're doing private a private one on one, I'm gonna fix your phone for you. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Fifty dollars an hour. I'll go there. Okay, that that even feels low to me to have some random person on the internet show up at my house. But God bless you. <laughs> Oh man, it, it's just it's just crazy. I I'll never like people would just they they bring in they they like nobody can ever understand that the 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 cable side was different than the phone side. Then they would just bring cable boxes to stores. And you're like, what are you doing? Oh, I, okay. I, it took me a second to realize what you were talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, are people trying to plug cable like coax cables into their phone? Like, what is? This doesn't make sense to me. You know what doesn't Not, make sense to me? However, Greg, you mentioned, to my absolute shock, that Ryan Reynolds is a, a co-owner in Mint Mobile. Also, a co-owner of Wrexham. Did not know that. Wrexham. Wrexham. Oh, I'm doing a bit here. Oh. <laughs> I literally, you know, I've, I literally talked ex- extensively about Welcome to Wrexham. I'm an idiot, Chris. I think that's uh, very obvious. Uh, Wrexham, top of the table. Uh, they are one point ahead of Knotts County in the National League. It looks as if both teams have played the same number of games at this point. And uh, it's pretty exciting. They've got a big game coming up this week, probably. Yes, this Saturday against Maidenhead United, who is absolutely not, regardless of how much you may think, the same team as Maidstone United. <laughs> A mistake that I definitely never made. Uh, Maidstone, bottom of the table. Worst team in the National League. 24 points through. Actually, it seems like they've played. What the hell? How have they played so few games? Oh, the losses. Okay. Yeah, they've played 35 games. They've actually played one more game than Wrexham. Uh, They have have 24 points to Wrexham's 84. And I just want to put this out there right now. Uh, I'm going to mention it to all all my people here. I would like it on my card Better Delight this week. I am taking Wrexham minus one versus Maidenhead United. Uh, that's minus 110 at Bavada. I am also going to take Wrexham Moneyline uh, for the first half lead against Bavada. Uh, the first half lead, which is even at Bavada. Okay. All right. I like this. Even money, sir. I 
you you were uh you were a little indisposed oh, man you, wow i was gonna say indisposed if you didn't get it if you didn't get it out that's very <laughs> weird uh you were you were you were away you were doing some you were doing some work this past week you were not available for better delight i took on hosting duties much appreciated as, as uh, uh, also of course happy to do it for you buddy but the exciting thing is i decided as i was hosted i got to make that decision that as I was on the show that week, I got to use one of the locks of the week, and I I placed that on Bavada. Uh, pardon me, I placed that uh, I placed that that on Wrexham for the the current odds that were there at Bavada. Nailed that, Greg. I'm I'm crushing this season. Uh, yeah, that win at minus six twenty five didn't even give you a full unit back, but look, a win's a, a win. It's a numbers game, dude. I listen. I, I get it. I I had a. Listen, not being on the show and just having an unbelievably bad week, bad lock. I was sitting there trying to pick a lock before I sent you my picks, and I was not calling. I, w- I wasn't fully behind it, and then everything went to hell. And you, you can't, you can't go four, four out of twenty plus on the doubles, Chris. You can't do it if you expect to win. You yeah. went down three zero, should have been up three zero, and then even when you made your comeback the whole way. You gotta, you gotta get it done, and 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 had chances, but poor, poor shooting from the ass last week. But hey, Chris, we're moving on. We're moving on yeah. to this week's Premier League. We have the UK Open starting on Friday. You don't and have to tell me twice. I know you don't. I know I don't. But a hundred and a hundred and fifty-eight players over the course of three days. It's in a, in a sport that's definitely a sport that I know what you're talking about right now, and I'm hyped for it. Hundred percent, buddy. Hundred percent darts all day. Is that, is that golf? I, no, it's it is not. It is not. It is not golf. It is okay, it yeah. is darts. It is. I knew a, that's the bullshit it was gonna be. Of course, of course. But Chris, there there are only so many things that bring me joy in life, and darts is one of those things. My teams fail me on a on a on a yearly basis, day yeah. in, day out. The Flyers are the laughing stock of the NHL. The Sixers are the laughing stock of the NBA. That the, seems excessive, but all right. The Eagles lost the Super Bowl. The Phillies lost the World Series. I don't consider the Union a real team, but they also lost the championship that I watched on television. Snow Rexham. Everyone fails me. But you know what can't fail me? Darts. Sure. Do I have my favorites? Of course I do. I have guys that I pull for more than other people. I get that. But at the end of almost every tournament, not almost every, literally every tournament, unless something goes wrong with picks I make at Pavada, unless that happens, um, I'm happy with how it ends. Almost every time, as long as we get a good match. I was thrilled for Dave Chisnall, uh, Dave Chisnall on Sunday when he beat Luke Humphreys in the final to win the first European tour, the first ever Baltic Sea Open. I was thrilled. I assume that was your plumber or something. <laughs> it was it was it was a great show. I was making dinner, I was watching it on my phone. It was it was a grand old time. Darts can't disappoint me unless they're not on. That's the only time. So I have to look at it that way. Okay. Um I have that's all I got for that. Can you <laughs> Have you – you seem to suggest you missed your lock this week. Nathan Aspinall lost to Johnny Clayton. Okay. So I'm, I'm excited to see because the locks have that – There, it's an interesting new element. Throws, throws some points around. Like you said, I got almost a full point from my locks this week, a full unit. And uh, I'll be interested to see 
who hits and who doesn't because like giant swing for Mike who missed his lock week one betters delight. Whereas Mark just Mark had a huge week, almost a plus 10 unit week. Yeah. And then, I mean, like this week, Matt, the battle Hawks, the battle Hawks is a huge lock hit, like a huge plus plus one forty-five. the five units. It's going to be, it is going to one, probably bury me. Uh, Cause I'm sure to lose <laughs> almost all season. of them. Uh, yeah, exactly. I am sure I'll just get buried in terms of, uh, in terms of because of the locks, but it also gives you a realistic chance to not have to hit parlays because why would you ever lock a parlay? Just unbelievably bad decision making. It'll it'll come up. It'll happen. <laughs> um, but it like having having the lock out there gives you the ability to at least cover up for if you have a, a, a mediocre week, which is what happened at week one for me. So like I I mm. love the change. I think it's gone over pretty well, and I'm. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for season five to try and defend the crown. Who had who was it? Mark that had the parlay lock this week. Yes, one of my favorite moments on last week's show. Listening back, like it just it didn't make sense to yep. me why he was the, like you, you. Multiple things have to go right, and the you don't even get a bunch of points. Well, the best part was is the one match uh, was a walkover. One the one the one girl pulled out of the match, so that automatically gets trashed in the parlay. So now your lock is minus whatever, 340 or 240 on the Sabalenka. Just her to win outright and she lost, which makes it even funnier. Oh, that, that is hard. That's <laughs> just hard, so man. brutal. <laughs> oh, man. So, I can't oh, wait for the show tomorrow. You hit. I hit. Mark missed. Matt hit. Did Mike hit? Mike hit. Mike and Matt were the only ones to hit outside of you. You hit, and then oh, I thought you said. Uh, oh, I thought you. Yeah, me I thought and Mark lost. Mike and Matt both hit, and you obviously hit, hit the lock this week. Interesting. Okay, so Mark lost a bunch of points, so that's good because I'm trying to defend my real crown. We're all two champion. I understand. You have this uh, this little fake like champion. <sighs> title which is fine if that's what you need to make yourself feel better at night then okay call listen, yourself champion but listen. know that it is both disputed and not legitimate i think 900 plus picks versus like 24 there's a big difference yeah but here's the thing greg here's the thing about that and i was i was talk, literally talking to alexa about this the other day and like quite frankly making the exact same argument that my my win doesn't count but look if people Bet on put money on all of my picks and money on all of your picks. Who made more money? It's you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And plus, it's also my choice to give out as many picks as I give out. So it feels like I am the legitimate champion. I should have. I listen. You might I, listen. I'm not going to admit that publicly, uh-huh. but I could see. I could see where you would stand on it. Okay, I feel like you alluded to it to a degree that it's how dare it's you? out there. It's out there in the world. Uh, you know. Here's the thing. Like, we do record this. This, I, thing, we're I, doing, this we do. thing we're doing right now, we record this. So people can listen and they can make their own judgment on whether or not your your championship is legitimate. Like, uh, 100% legit. 100%. Okay. I mean, I, I think that there maybe people stand up for me a little bit and argue that <laughs> Chris, is, Chris is probably champion. Um, 
Uh, I don't know how. If I'm not champion, why do I have this big championship trophy right behind me? If you if you had it, I I would laugh so so bad. I look. I intended to buy trophies, but then we we changed some stuff up. Matt got what it was effectively trophy shoes, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that that covered the cost of what the trophies would have been. And we will uh, we'll figure something out for you because you, you got to get something for winning the season. But I do like and, and we have to we have to firm up what it is actually going to be. I do like the the prize for each season, especially now with the locks in the game, so people have a better chance to go positive. Being tied financially to the outcome, you know, if you maybe it's. Maybe it's twenty dollars uh, a positive unit. Maybe it's ten. I don't know. Well, we'll experiment this season, figure out what it is. And look, if because quite frankly, and I don't think this is an outlandish statement to make. Quite frankly, if nobody finishes in the positives, nobody deserves to win a goddamn thing. Yeah, well, that's definitely true. <laughs> You're definitely Congratulations. not wrong. You were the least of the bad people, the least worst of the bad people. Yeah, when, when you finish a season in the negative and you're crowned champion, it's definitely, there's a little sting to it that, uh, it's a little. Would you call it illegitimate? Um, no, I would never say that. That How dare you? Because I made the picks alongside all, all the other competitors. That's not my problem that they also stink. They have the opportunity for glory. That's fair. And then they they pooped that bed pretty nicely. <laughs> glory was not found in season four. It was a gloryless season. No, exactly. It was a it was a real a real struggle. If Bavada were placing an over under, and they should, on the number of hosts, real hosts, not me, to finish in positive units this year in season five it betters the light if you're not listening go listen check it out on youtube check it out on spotify or wherever you get your podcasts what would that over under be set as is it 0.5 or is is 1.5 just like is that legitimate hmm. and it's is it just is it just what? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of where I'd place it. I, I guess. I guess. I, I would say 0.5. I, I think that. I think that's where you have to go. One of the proudest moments of my life. Oh shit! Yeah, I'll tell you about it after the show because it's not going to work out well if I say <laughs> it, if I say it on the show. So. I will just now say one of the proudest moments of my life, completely different story, is when I was featured in Follow Friday on Twitter along with the Impractical Jokers. Uh, very exciting, very exciting day for me. By the way, it oh here, I'll, let's play a game. I mean, we've talked about this on the show before, but I don't think we've ever talked about this part. Back when Follow Friday was a thing on Twitter, the the uh, the real Impractical Jokers account, and I have a picture of this. Uh, included the Follow Friday stuff for all of the Jokers, one other person who I think was a producer, and for some reason me, who in fairness did talk about Impractical Jokers a lot on Twitter. Sure. Uh, but still, very surprising. How many followers do you think 
that got me. Who? Me, Mer, Q, Sal, and Joe. I I would say like maybe like 110? Zero. What? It was either zero or one. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, was, I, was pretty that. I was pretty bummed by that outcome, to be quite frank. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, no, I was, uh, I think, I think people, well, okay. Like, I was also the sixth person mentioned, which is, I mean, totally fair because I shouldn't have been in it in the first place. Um, but, like, I mean, I think maybe there's follow fatigue by the time people got to me. I don't know, dude. I mean, that's crazy. That, but to get zero or one, to be featured, I think it was a Friday tweet when, it, again, like you said, it was very big then. Yeah. That's crazy. That's on a crazy. show that was just becoming gigantic. Yeah. It's not like you got thrown on Follow Friday and it was like with all the old cast members of King of the Hill. Like, great show, but who knows the actual cast? Like, it's, it is what it is. Like, shot that was, fired at King of the Hill. I love King of the Hill. That's not a shot fired at them. It's more, it's a cartoon, voice actors, you know, it is what it is. There's, look, hey. This you you actually know a lot of the people. Oh, I know. I know them. King of the Hill. How many can you name? Okay, who voiced <laughs> Hank? Uh, uh, I really only know Bobby. I think I might know uh, Luann. Okay, Lou. Okay, who was Luann? Luann wasn't wasn't it Brittany Murphy? Sure was. Okay trying to figure out who bobby was because he's not on the first bobby okay, was yes, actually voiced by a woman pamela adlon correct much like bart simpson is voiced by uh, nancy cartwright exactly and pamela adlon would go on to do it's sad that we can't like this stuff anymore uh, but she was in a, a great show, incredibly funny show called Louie with Louis C.K. She also was his wife in Lucky Louie, the HBO show that he had. It's entirely possible I'm talking about Lucky Louie. Nope, nope. She was in both. Okay. We're, we're yeah, talking no, about bo- both great shows. Um, but yes, unfortunately, we're not allowed to like Louis C.K. anymore. Uh, Mike Judge, the creator, was the voice of Hank Hill. Really? I don't know. Yeah. Surprising, right? Huh. I don't. I don't know who this Johnny Hardwick is. He was Dale. Uh, you mentioned Adlon and Murphy. Uh, Kathy and Jimmy was oh, Peggy Hill. I should have known that one. Stephen Root was was Bill. I um, that one. Tom Petty was Lucky. Brecken Meyer was Joseph Gribble. Danny Trejo. I know we're getting into like <laughs> deep, deep characters here, but Danny Trejo was Enrique. Actually, multiple people. Renee Zellweger did a voice. Chris wow. Rock did a voice. Uh, Brendan Fraser did a voice. Elijah Wood, uh, Wood did a voice. Johnny Depp did a voice. Lindsay Lohan, Burt Reynolds. Uh, someone named Trey Cool, and that's an amazing fucking name. Isn't that the Green Day drummer? Uh, yes, it is, Greg. Yes, it is. And he, Trey Cool, real name Frank Edwin Wright III, so different, is five foot six. Just letting you know. Huh, interesting. <laughs> I'm pr- I'm I'm impressed that you knew that was a Green Day drummer. It's just because it's such an odd name, and they're a band like they're just a band you grew up with, so you knew more about them because of album covers and the, the information they used to put inside CD cases. Yeah, God, that's I'm true. So, I sound so old. 
<laughs> Dude, you listen to physical media? I know, I know man. Weird, I, right? I'm just, I'm just, you know, listening to my songs on Napster, dude. <laughs> uh, I had Napster, dog. Come on. I think the first song I ever downloaded was Smoke on the Water by Deep Purple. Well, you just admitted to a crime, and that was recorded. So uh, uh, somebody's going to jail. I'm blaming Timberlake. That's not on me. Pretty sure somebody's going to jail. Real quick before we get out of here, Bavada, who has continues to have the Eagles, is the, tied for the fourth best odds to win the World Series next year. Uh, this team has made two coordinator hires today. At no shock, promoted Brian Johnson from quarterbacks coach to offensive coordinator on that side. I want look. I wanted Jim Leonard. It didn't work out for a lot of reasons. I'm thrilled that Vance Joseph was not the guy because the thing people don't talk about Vance Joseph is he's never actually had a good defense. I'm not sure why we give him the credit we do. One time, I think I think he had a top 11 defense one time. And it was like, that does not feel good enough to me. Um, the Eagles bring in Sean Desai from the Seattle Seahawks to be their new defensive coordinator. I'm super excited about that. Yeah, I like in. that. I like that move a lot. Super excited about this. Uh, it... it I'll tell you what, it really did seem the exception being Leonard, who I mean, I've never seen this from a coach before. Do you know why Jim Leonard, I, I might have said it on, on, on Underdog, do you know why Jim Leonard uh, didn't end up being the defensive coordinator for the Eagles? No, I don't. I, I was going to ask. I don't know the exact reason. Uh, so Jim Leonard is having hip surgery and will not was not intending to coach this season. Okay. And then the opportunity came up to, to interview for the Eagles defensive coordinator position. Both sides had had mutual interests in the past. So they met, but they just, they came to the conclusion that with the hip surgery, which by the way, even for, I think Jim Leonard's like 38 or something. It's, that's a major surgery. Yes, that major is surgery. Yeah. It's, is it, is, is it replacement or is it, I'm not sure, but I think I saw the timeline was like nine months. This reminds so, me of all the Utley hip surgeries and issues. Yeah, so it makes sense that he didn't end up. Uh, he didn't end up getting the job. Decide this is this is a good hire. It does seem like the Eagles placed an extra emphasis on bringing in minority candidates and and hiring minority candidates this year, and I think that's great. Both because there should be more minority coaches in in football and also because like selfishly eagles lost both of their coordinators this year that's super annoying if the eagles lose brian johnson and sean decide next year it'll still be super annoying but the eagles will get a bunch of third round picks huh. well hey taking advantage of different rules i guess it's still such a uh, weird yeah. rule to me but i understand uh, why they do it yeah it's it's sad to me that they have to do it right exactly i guess that's more my point than anything but I mean, they they have to do it. Look, look at basketball. Basketball is the one that's always stood out to me. The league is, I'm gonna guess, ninety percent black, and there's like four black head coaches. Yeah, that is strange. <laughs> I right? never really thought about that. That's I really mean, strange. I actually, think there might be a couple more that got jobs this year because like Jock Vaughn got the the job in Orlando, the permanent job in Orlando, stuff like that. But it doesn't seem right to me. No, yeah, I I agree. 
I feel like that's it seems off. Okay, it is off because that number is substantially higher this year. It is actually like this is it must be the highest number that's ever been is 15. So my point is irrelevant. But still, you know, statistically speaking, 90% of the league's black, then there should be more than half of the league head coaches. But we'll yeah, take the win here. Take the win. Yeah. At least exactly. it's not baseball. I no. Well, baseball stinks. I don't know what to tell you. No, your opinion, you're pretty strong uh in favor of baseball. I really like baseball and I don't want them to ruin it. That's my whole thing. I'd what prefer they you? choose not to ruin baseball. It's a hot take, but I you stand by it. What percentage of the NFL players were people of color this year? What would, what would be your guess, Bay? NFL players? Yeah, I know we're talking about the NBA, but this is the stat that, that Google put in front of me. 79. So I will tell you, in 2020, the number was 69.4. Huh. This year, 57.5. Okay, interesting. Offensive linemen are people too, Greg. Well, that's uh, that's what I was kind of thinking. And there's plenty of uh, – there's uh, some linebackers, defensive linemen occasionally. Most of the punters. Yeah, punters, specialists, those kind of guys. It just seems to trend that way. So, huh, very interesting. Uh, one last point I want to make before I get out of here. The Obviously, the Super Bowl didn't break the way we wanted to, and there's been a lot of people who have – carried the blame for that james bradbury being the obvious guy can we talk about why no one is putting blame on aaron sipos i i mean i think it's yeah the punting was horrible all game the the short kick late set up the great field position for the chiefs which they they capitalized on like why aren't we talking about this I think it's because it was a stupid move to activate him after not playing for not like seven to nine weeks. Yeah, Brett and Kern you, was also pretty terrible. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't disagree, but I feel like there's a game shape argument to to make. <laughs> for punters? For punters, yeah. I know that sounds weird. But I, I feel know, like... Greg, I'm not sure if that's right because I'm pretty sure I saw a documentary uh, about a team of replacement players and one <laughs> one of like the punter if i remember though no, the kicker if i remember correctly was sometimes even smoking during games that i don't that i don't disagree with that i remember i remember that specifically and then he might have turned into like reptile or something and weird um he eventually he you know he eventually figured it out and now he's the hand of the king thank you that i that should have been well he was oh I mean, I guess yours was a spoiler too, but I believe he not was really. He was hand of the king in the first episode. Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't finish the year as hand of the king. Not wrong. Definitely not wrong there. That's true. That uh, that house has got some problems, Greg. Oh, tons of them. Tons of them. I just I, now I just want I want House of the Dragon. All right, listen, that. man. I know. I know. I know. Ooh, I know. Oh, here, I, this is, let's end it with this. Cause this is, I didn't get, I want to get your take on this. And this is something that I talked about with, with Matt on underdog hundred percent last week, but I know Ted Lasso is returning. Ooh. Very excited. Just, uh, like two and a half weeks away. I think it's March 15th. 
Bavada has some props for this season. I think, yeah, that's fun. Ted Lasso. Clearly, you didn't make it to that point. No, the- I did. I just wanted to pretend like I didn't. Well, see, now, now I'm messing up your stuff. See, uh, but it's okay. TV. We're not used to non-football episodes right yet. We're, we're like still getting in the groove. That's true. There'll be plenty of episodes where absolute bullshit talks about. Uh, Royal Family Razzies, Eurovision. Dan, did they pull it? I think they pulled it. Wow. That's nuts. Really? It hasn't started yet. It's still several I mean, weeks away. It, always, it it did strike me as weird. I'm just gonna let's let's just search for Ted Lasso and the search feature. Nothing found. Nothing found. Um okay. Well, if I, now we'll just if I remember correctly. Damn, I don't remember all the picks, so that's the problem. They're really going out here with a, a whimper, not a bang. That's how you wanna you wanna end a show. Lots of energy. Um, that's a bummer. Well, I guess I guess it always kind of surprised me that it was there in the first place when they have props for television shows, because people know what the outcome is. People work on these shows. Yeah, that's true. That's actually a really good point. So, and I know the the limits are a lot low. <laughs> Sorry, I, I did find they have uh they have props for Fast X, the most recent. Uh, the, the the upcoming film in the Fast and the Furious series, which I can't which imagine, welcomes Jason Momoa and Brie Larson uh, to the film. But current events, Disney specials. How? Why do we already need props for next year's Super Bowl? That doesn't it feels like feel a rude right. slap in the face at us at us specifically. It does feel like a rude slap in the face to all Eagles fans. World event, next Pope betting. I don't think that's correct. Nobel prizes. I just assume that's me. Space exploration. Yeah, we're out. Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso props. No moss, at least not available right now. So maybe there's an influx of money. Maybe people knew. Maybe uh, maybe that's what they had to do. But it's a bummer because Ted Lasso is back on March 15th, and I uh, everybody should go watch it. I mean, they definitely should. It's, it's arguably one of the best shows. I think one of the – if I remember correctly, one of them was uh... – it had to do with Will Richmond A Richmond AFC or AFC Richmond uh, beat yeah Nate's uh, team beat Nate beat West Ham in the Premier League and I, I agree no, with I, it. was it beat or lose to it might be if it's it's one or the other I, I don't I think it's lose to I think it was lose to because I like the point that you guys made of the option like if they play twice you can definitely see how lose two could come into play yeah you lose 100%. that first one because they're not i don't think they're gonna they're gonna end the season on it being a bummer although they are like i said cracking the door open for a fourth season which is great but we'll see we'll see a lot of a lot of good stuff coming a lot of, of baseball coming up interesting basketball stuff like that and uh, you know we'll we'll search endlessly for props that don't exist. That's... I'm, t- I'm telling you, this week, Joe Cullen to win the UK Open. I, I don't see the line yet on Bovada. I'm sure and hoping it'll be up there tomorrow. I'm telling you now, it's going to be in the plus like three to 4,000 range. Joe Cullen to win the UK Open. Wanted it on here as well as uh, tomorrow. So 
Save that shit for better stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Not on this program, Greg. All right, that's going to be it for this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. For Greg Crone, I'm Chris Warwardell. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next time.